Today we wrap up our three-part interview with anti-communist researcher and activist Jimmy from Brooklyn. In today's episode, Jimmy exposes how the supposed Sino-Soviet split during the Cold War combined with the Communist Party's organized all-people's front, united front, as well as the exploitation of race, are interlocking parts of a well-coordinated, long-range, and ongoing strategy for world revolution and the eventual triumph of Marxism-Leninism. You're watching Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us back again to discuss the false collapse of communism and even the role of China on the international scene is Jimmy from Brooklyn. Welcome back, Jimmy. Good to be back. Now, so throughout the Cold War, uh, there was something called the Sino-Soviet split, where our intelligence was supposedly telling uh, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Dwight Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, you know, all the presidents during the Cold War, that there's a rift between the Soviet camp of communism and the Chinese camp. And believing that to be the case, the American intelligence, the State Department, exploited that to build up communist China with the hopes of countering the Soviet Union. This was Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger's sort of grand scheme or plan to stop the Soviet Union, supposedly, by building up communist China, thinking we could ally with Mao to stop the Soviets. Now, uh, at least that's the general accepted history. You, Jimmy, have a different take on that, and so do a few others, like Anatoly Galitsyn. Can you tell us the truth about the Sino-Soviet split and how it matters today? Well, they do fake splits. They do fake collapses. You know, one of the best strategists in war was thought to be Sun Tzu. He wrote the book, The Art of War, 2,500 years ago. He said, when weak you fake strength. When strong, you fake weakness. The communists are like Sun Tzu on steroids. They don't just fake weakness, they fake collapse. They fake that they're friends. And it works all the time. Now, there was, you had the original leaders, Lenin, Stalin, Mao. So when Lenin and Stalin died, Mao thought he was the last of the great leaders. He should be the leader. Well, the communists, uh, kind of exploited that. According to Golitsyn, they re-cemented their joint world communist movement between Khrushchev and, and uh, Mao, but they wanted to continue the illusion of a split, because then we play one off against the other. So we build one, and then we go, oops, we made that one too strong. Let's build the other one to counter it. That's like building John Gotti to counter Al Capone. And then John Gotti's too strong. Then you build Al Capone to counter John Gotti. And then after you build both of them, Gotti and Al Capone get together. And then we're left. And this is kind of like we are now. And there's conservatives who are the same show. The conservatives could warn about the threat today from China. And then a few minutes later in the show, they'll talk about how brilliant Kissinger was opening up China. You opened up China. You bu we built the enemy. We built the enemy, our money, our technology, we built the enemy. It's absolutely, from our side, it's insanity. From the enemy's side, it's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
So was it a Soviet strategy by the KGB and the, and the Soviet and Chinese intelligence to make us believe that there was a Sino-Soviet split when there really wasn't? You're saying the Sino-Soviet split was all, um, all a deception? That's sometimes some things are kind of hard to prove totally. But if you look at the end result, if the split was real... There's no split now. So some people don't even want to go back and talk about the split. Now they're all together. But the illusion of splits, look, they had fake jailbreaks. They faked the entire world. They just do the same thing over and over. Lenin was sa said something about tell them what they want to hear. So look what happened here. You have all these good, what they call cold warriors, people who were anti-communist in government. So the Soviets fake a collapse, according to Golitsyn, according to me and a few others. Soviets fake a collapse. And the old Cold Warriors, the experienced guys, they get older, they die off. So now you have 30 years with no anti-communism. And now the conservatives wake up and we're being assaulted from every, di every direction with enemies, whether it's radical Islam, which is part of the Soviet threat. And so the Soviets outweighed it. See, our side doesn't understand the enemy has long range goals. Now we see we're being attacked. Our constitution is being ignored. The Soviet press, the American comedy press, push Antonio Gramsci. It is an excellent book, Gramsci's Marxism by Karl Boggs. Right, excellent book. Go to page 52. The ideological erosion of the bourgeois order at at every level, economic, political, cultural, social, would precede the initiation of direct frontal assaults on the state. The process would occur through the continuous and organic development of the subaltern or oppressed classes, which do not progress harmoniously. That, that's enough. Which... enough. Okay. So th this, we see today how all parts of American society, the, the fabric of society is fraying all over the place. This is what they're talking about. And the subaltern uh, and the oppressed classes, well, because capitalism is racism. To destroy racism, you have to destroy capitalism. This is what they write and teach. Lately, they're saying anti-communism is racism. So they're teaching that blacks are oppressed, Asians are oppressed, Hispanics are oppressed. So that's Afro-Leninism, Hispano-Leninism. So that's that, the popular front, all people's front. So in Latin America, in, in the black countries, in the Asian countries, communists there are teaching people about white racism, capitalism, colonialism. They push those people out and the communists here pull them in. They're purposely changing the demographics in this country. And they're trying to build a massive Marxist, anti-American, anti-white movement. So to me, the, the Soviets write, they have to crush world imperialism. And then they say, America is the leader of world imperialism. So to me, it's ultimately, it's the ultimate racism that the communists think they could crush us and topple us by flooding us with people of color. That is racism, and they call us racism. Wasn't there a major uh, congress or conference that occurred in Cuba in the 1950s where they had communists from Latin America, Africa, and Asia? It was like a tripartite... Uh, Tri uh, Tricontinental Congress. The Tricontinental they, Congress. And that was the Afro, 
and the uh, Latin American and Asian communists converging together to defeat the United States of America. And although that was in Cuba, uh, headed by Castro, the Soviets, the KGB, was the mastermind behind that organization. Right, and, I, and they, pushed, they pushed the idea of colonialism. But I know they were talking about sending 30 million Latin Americans schooled in liberation theology into America. But the fact that the communists say they work at all levels, economic, political, cultural, social, they work on race, they work on all these issues, it's systemic Marxism. We hear about systemic racism. The threat is not systemic racism, the threat is systemic Marxism. It's every angle. It's the popular front, the all people's front. It's enviro-Leninism, Afro-Leninism, Femme-Leninism, Homo-Leninism, Islam-Leninism, Christo-Leninism, Judah. They got every group. So it goes back to the workers led by their communist party or the driving force of history. Well, America doesn't have like that sort of unionized working class. So we have a big middle class. So the communists broadened that. So it's African Americans led by their communists, gays led by. So that's how they get all these different groups and pull them together into its one mass group. And that's the Democrat Party. So basically in America, we do have an intelligence agency in America that's extremely professional, very well trained. That intelligence agency is known as the KGB. There's nothing countering it. There's us. There's me here, there's another guy there, there's the Birch Society. You know, there's a handful of people here. We don't have any real coordinated, networked, organized people that know it's, going, it's, it's not done. Now, uh, the, the, the belief is that Russia's no longer communist. They're, they're a democracy, right, so is, is, is what uh, people claim. We, they've had Yeltsin, now they have uh, Putin, they had Medvedev, now they have Putin again. And people say that China, ever since the 1980s, is no longer communist either, that they are capitalist. Is China really capitalist? And is Russia no longer communist either? Are these ex-communist countries, have they shed away Marxism and Leninism? Putin's on record as saying the biggest tragedy in the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union. So they like the idea that people think they collapsed. That goes back to Sun Tzu, when strong you fake weakness, they fake collapse. They had 30 years to mount their operations. And not everybody, you have a communist party, you have a communist movement. A lot of people in the communist movement don't realize it. They have a lot of blacks who are fighting for civil rights, what they believe is civil rights. You have people fighting for equal rights. They, they don't realize they're being misled. One of the most important groups in the communist movement were the conservatives. Because for 30 years, the conservatives were like robots, like zombies. We defeated communism. We defeated communism. That was one of the most disastrous things that happened is that we, we thought we beat the enemy. And that was conservatives. So you had conservatives in the communist movement. And I don't think they were communists. They were just useful idiots. They helped the enemy without realizing it. Now they wake up and all of a sudden now China's a threat. Tucker Carlson on Fox Cable is doing a great job showing the, the threat in America. He just doesn't understand that Putin is part of the threat. We could only see one threat at a time. What the Soviets built, forget about China for a minute, the threat that Soviet intelligence built through the American Communist Party 
and some of their global stuff. The threat to America is Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, radical Islam, the drug cartels, the KGB mafias, that's plural, the Democrats, the media, the professors, the unions, the schools, the deep state. That was all built by the communists, but now we're only looking at China. So we look at China, we don't see Russia. The very Democrats who are defending China and claim we collude with Russia, those people are part of the threat that Russia built, the Soviet threat. So would you say that China is just one arm of a larger communist conspiracy? Well, I don't know if you'd call it a conspiracy. A conspiracy is something done in secret. And this is now out in the open. All the evidence is out for the public. People just have to put the pieces together as you have. It's easier, and I'm not saying this is the case, it's easier to make the case that there was a conservative conspiracy because they kept hiding and covering up what the communists are doing. They, like on TV, radio, they complain about the hypocrisy, they complain about the lies. When the communists lie, that's not a lie to communism, that's revolutionary truth. They don't understand the communists live and die for their goals. If, if you were gonna break into a building or an apartment, if you were a thief, but they have an attack dog. You got to get rid of the attack dog. You got to either poison it or give it a big chunk of meat. Okay, so the communists figured out, let capitalists make a lot of money. That'll put them asleep. They'll be looking to make a lot of money. So as, as all the big tech are making money with China, they're helping China's internal operation here, China, Russia, the communists, to have a dictatorship. In a dictatorship, only one side gets heard. The communists right that when they take over, because they believe they're gonna take over and they're pretty close to it now. They say, we're still gonna have a bill of rights, a constitution and free press. The only difference is they're gonna have class content. So that means free press, free speech, constitution, bill of rights, but that's gonna be controlled and imposed and enforced by the communist. So we have free speech now, but not for us. We have the court system, but look how Trump is being screwed. We have all of these rights and stuff, but once the enemy takes control of them, it's like a shell. It's not, it's, it's changed. It's like what's inside has changed. FBI now, FBI now thinks the biggest threat to America is the right wing in America, whether it's racist, white supremacist, or neo-Nazis. So whatever right wing threat in America, that's a local internal threat, except the ones that are connected to Putin. The communists have missiles aimed at us. They work with the drugs. They work with uh, terrorism, subversion, deception. It's a total, total difference to look at a right wing threat. If I'm going to pickpocket you, take the wallet out of your left pocket, right? Just before the pickpocket reaches for your wallet, his assistant will bump into your right side. That's a diversion. You get bumped on the right. So you look at the threat to the right. The threat is from the left. The Soviets used to send agents from East Germany, West Germany, East Berlin, West Berlin to knock over Jewish tombstones or put swastikas on synagogues. They have to keep that constant illusion of a right-wing threat so you don't look at the threat. The real serious threat is from the left. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for your time, Jimmy. And uh, we encourage many that are watching this show to read up on the Communist Manifesto, to read New Lies for Old by Anatoly Galitsyn, which the Jaron Birch Society sells on shopjbs.org, and to share these videos with you. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Take care and God bless you. Thank you. God bless. Don't be tricked by Russia's modern claims of no longer being a communist state. As we highlight and detail in our film, Overview of America, 
the state-run command economies of communist or socialist states, such as the Soviet Union and China today, are actually state capitalist. And as Jimmy points out, the real and larger threat in America today is not from the right, but from the left. And the best way to understand this is to read the collected works of Vladimir Lenin, The Communist Manifesto, and New Lies for Old by ex-KGB defector Anatoly Galitsyn. In fact, you can purchase both of these as well as Overview of America at shopjbs.org. And just as the communists are well organized in promoting Marxism-Leninism, anti-communists likewise need to be organized and there is no better organized opposition to the communist menace and the deep state than the John Birch Society. We encourage you to visit jbs.org and consider membership. Until next week, patriots, stay educated, stay free, and God bless.